Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Ask a Black Woman, episode two of season two. We're going to talk about cultural appropriation. And, and, and is it such thing in the church as cultural appropriation? Yeah, amongst other things. So, um, yeah, go ahead and hit that subscribe if you're new. Thanks for coming back if you're already subscribed to the podcast. Thanks for your support in advance. Enough of that kind of promo lingo. Let's just go into uh, the beginning of this subject. And I just want to say I've talked about cultural appropriation in the past. It's been a topic that's been brought to me by non-black people when I did my YouTube series. And it's always been along the lines of hip-hop or like Miley Cyrus or Kim Kardashian or anybody that was pretty much like rocking um, hip-hop or rocking you know our vibe in terms of like our style in terms of our fashion as black women but um, over 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 recent times I've noticed something else that was very interesting to me and I I am a girl born and raised in the Christian church. I and I'm not just a a a, a church goer. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, aka Yeshua, and what the church represents that he died for the church. And uh, this might not be your belief system, but if you know anything about black church culture, This is going to be a very interesting topic for you to partake in, to listen to. So, okay. So here here we go. Um, I thought about, I saw some videos on social media um, circulating about predominantly white choirs. Um, singing gospel music. Now, this ain't nothing new. No, it's not. Um, and I saw them getting down, throwing down uh, a la black church gospel style. And these were being shared by black people. And you look at it like, okay, ooh, oh, they singing that. Okay, cool. And then I thought about um, the fact that even at my own church, a large church here in Los Angeles, uh, we do um, occasionally have a guest choir from Tokyo come in. And the first time I saw the Tokyo choir scene, they were throwing down like there was no black people in that choir, but they could throw down and sing some like gospel music style. And we all had a good time in the Lord. And then, okay, so then I got to seeing some more videos um, circulating on um, the internet. There were these, uh, this, I think it was like a quartet um, of um, Korean men that were harmonizing them, their tails off. And they had the soul music down pat, like they were singing old gospel hymns. And those men were getting down. And they even, the, the, the Korean, one of the lead singers in that group, even could, what we call in the church, squall. He had it. He could, he could flex that. And it's, it was fascinating to see that. And so I'm bringing this to you. And I'm wondering if you are um, 
in the church. And if you are black or white, whatever your background may be, what is your initial reaction when you see maybe the videos that come through on social media when you see um, uh, non-black people singing uh, in the gospel black tradition? And it ain't got to be some long soliloquy, but I want you I want you to be cognizant of what your response is when you see that. OK, and then um, come back um, after this brief break and we're going to go dive a little bit deeper. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back for part two of church culture appropriation. So hope you thought about it. So what, now that we, we come back to it, I'm going to tell you what my honest reaction have been to uh, witnessing non-black people execute, in my opinion, um, gospel, black gospel, gospel music in the black way that we portray it. I think they uh, executed the things that we saw. The execution was on point. Um, they they really seemed to get get a good grasp on um, how to sing our stuff and and for lack of a better word to describe it, perform it well. I think they can hold their own with it. And I think what was interesting is because when you're in the church context. Um, by and large, the black church, um, to some degree is very, a very nurturing environment. Um, we want you to do well. Um, when you get your first little Easter speech and your first solo, when you black and in the black church, they want you, baby, sing your song, etc. And so, um, I think for me, when I see non, uh, black people come to our church and they're ready to, uh, to, minister and worship if you will i am curious i do have an expectation um and um i haven't seen anyone not meet my expectation now i don't know if that's a biased thing or whatever but i just feel like if you're gonna come in i you know you better do a damn good job Uh, so and i remember having this same kind of feeling years ago in terms of the preaching which we're going to talk about that in my next segment so but I wanted to bring that up because you know I don't know if it's the same way outside of the church context I'm wondering if the fact that we're all supposed to be um, on one accord and um in terms of our belief system and so we we are more open and receptive to letting uh to to having people um do our own thing um i don't know of anyone black who has a problem with other races singing black gospel format uh, without a problem as long as they come in and throw down i don't think nobody has their guard up and i'm bringing it up because i think when it's outside of the church and i'm and i'm definitely using myself as an example when it comes to rappers when it comes to um r&b etc i do have a different take on it when people are um 
singing our material. I, I really have um, take to heart when I see non-black people flourishing in black music um, art forms more than black people. Um, even if they are good at it, even if they seem to execute well, um, I the the appropriation and them flourishing in what is ours and what we created does bother me. But I, I thought about how interesting it was that when it comes to in the black church context, when it comes to our music, um, the gospel style way, I didn't have that same sentiment. And so are you guys, do you guys have that same kind of dichotomy in terms of your openness, in terms of within the church context? But when you come out of the church context, um, do you see where there may be some hypocrisy in it? Or maybe you don't, you're not open. Maybe you are a, a Christian yourself and you possibly cringe yourself when um, other people are singing in our format and you have that's something that the Lord is yet working on you about. Um, I would hope not. I'm trying to, if you are a believer, um, be, um, you know, because it's not just about executing properly and having the talent to do it. Um, but for, for the believer is, um, am I receiving? Are they anointed to preach through the song? You know what I'm saying? Or is it just the performance? And so there's another layer on it. Um, but I couldn't help but bring that up. All right. So uh, I'm going to drop another aspect of this before we go to break. And I want you to consider... Do you consider cultural appropriation in the context of non-black people preaching the way black people preach? And when you think about your Cheryl Brady's, how Paula White first started out, um, and how they appeal to black audiences and how does that translate for you um yeah let's come back after the commercial um the pause and uh we're gonna we're gonna get into that part as well peace peace Thanks for coming back to our final segment in part three of Black Church Cultural Appropriation. Um, And hopefully you marinated on the whole thought about um, the preaching um, uh, art of the Black Church and how um, there may be the presence of um, cultural appropriation by non-Black ministers um is it a like using that term appropriation which comes with a negative connotation if you will it's 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 taking from a a black uh taking from a culture if you will appropriating it um and uh, to the benefit for your benefit um but not a fully fully respecting the culture or b being invested in um uh, giving it giving that um culture they're just due 
um, um, it's a selfish way to um, regard uh, one's culture, right? And so, um, you know, just using that in terms of the church is probably troublesome uh, for people that are listening to this. Um, but, you know, it does just raise my curiosity uh, when I think about and I've seen and witnessed uh, other um, upcoming big name non-black uh, preachers and 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 they may be well anointed but I'm always I mean when I've I've noticed them really throw down and come across in their delivery just like black Baptist ministers and I'm wondering you know what what I don't know it, it, how authentic it is you know what I'm saying and I guess it you know here's the thing you know uh we pick up what we've been raised around what we're rooted in and uh there is a marriage of let's just say like black southern roots etc um um, the culture we were we we came up together albeit with the racism and all that sort of thing and so it would be hard bought not to say that um that we didn't there was some cross-pollination going on um, but it, it's fascinating that um, anybody that's non-black would mimic uh, the very people um, that they had a disdain for. But of course, um, it's been like that in all the facets of American culture, right? Uh, the uh, biting and the stealing um, of every black concept and monetizing it, but yet uh, hating the very creators <laughs> of any kind of art or creation for that matter so um it does it exist in the church that is the question at hand um right yeah that's that's the that's the question of the hour uh, i want to leave a, a story you know it goes back to when i first got born again in my early 20s and I joined the blackest church on the South Side of Chicago Mega Church, Trinity United Church of Christ. We were under the, the beloved Reverend Dr. Jeremiah, Jeremiah A. Wright Jr. And uh, I remember for the first seven last words um, service that I had um, attended as a born again believer in my adulthood. And um, one of the seven preachers um, that were set to preach that was up in the pulpit uh, was uh, there was one white man in a collar he was a priest obviously and I was so taken aback I said who in the world is this white man up in here and how, how who we gonna preach to today because this is Trinity United Church of Christ the most pro I mean I found my African my identity as a black woman and a black woman in the Bible. I learned so much from that particular church and to love myself as a black woman. It was so refreshing, but I was so surprised that we had this one black man sitting up down that pulpit talking about he gonna preach. But I should have known better um, that um, Dr. Wright wouldn't have had that man up there if he wasn't truly about... um, the business in any form of form or fashion um uh a, aka um about the business of christ uh, and, and could preach for one and preach to an all black congregation 
I had no idea what I was in for. And that uh, man who preached, that one white man um, blew my mind, was none other than Father Michael Fleger. He has been the presiding uh, pastor over St. Sabina Catholic Church on, Church on the south side of Chicago for as long as I could, um, most people can remember. Um, he is very known in those south side streets. He's like the unofficial mayor of the south side, some people like to call him. And I thought it was just fascinating that this man, this white man, preached the way he did. I think it, I want to say it was probably the first time I had ever witnessed a white man preach. I, I can remember. And he preached with authority. He knew it. He tied it in um, a, a social, uh, social justice message in that message that black people in that congregation could relate to. And I was literally mouth hung open. And, and it what and he didn't preach like a white boy, timid, like he his whole mannerisms, his intonation, his inflection was that of a black minister. Okay. And, and I had never seen that before. And um, I would come come to be endeared by uh, Father Michael Fleger. And um, no, and just like everyone else that knew him before I ever did, I come came to have an understanding about it. Uh, he was accepted and respected um, because you could bet your bottom dollar um, that it was no cultural appropriation in what he was doing. Um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. That's the one man I can bet, bet your bottom dollar he wasn't trying to make a platform and have a draw simply because he happened to be pastoring over a black church on the south side of Chicago. Um, but ever since that happened almost 20 years ago, um, his, 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 his affinity and his love for the black community is evident in his life. Um, his life is poured out into um, making sure that his church and his community surround his church, black people, um, are uh, are better off uh, because of him being there and every protest every demonstration you name it uh, father michael Fleger is on the scene and taking care of his community and so when you know people like father michael Fleger, um it wouldn't be a cultural appropriation because i don't there is no stealing from the culture there's only giving to the culture and so I don't know, and I don't, maybe you guys know about these other well-known popular pastors out there that they back up what they do beyond the, the squalling and the, the, the howling on the mic. Um, maybe it's not a performance, um, but I'm always just a little bit taken aback and saying, hmm, what is this about? Is this because they have a, a social media marketing team and and they play into it I don't know I don't know if this is just something that they were attracted to and I don't know I I don't have any answers I'm just throwing out the questions we're just having a discussion I'm gonna leave you with that I'd love to get your response on it um and let's keep it clean let's keep it respectful and um you don't have to be a believer 
necessarily to com- to com- comment, but I thank you if you've listened to the very end of it. I just think it's interesting how to one that um, I'm more open and receptive in the church context to have non-black people um, facilitate and minister uh, in the black tradition. Um, but outside those church walls, um, I am not so receptive, if you will. Um, and what's interesting about that is that um, I dabble in other people's culture myself. <laughs> um, so, and that's a conversation for another day. If you want to know, ask me on the reply. Thanks again. Um, and tune in next Wednesday. Share if you think this was um, a good topic comment you know the rest be blessed it's that's black woman i'm out